So we obviously talk about big transit. Every city wants it. Every city is going to get it. I, I, hopefully before I die. I'm just saying. I used to in my you know teens be like, "Wow, wouldn't it be nice if there was a better moving DVB?" And I'm like, not a teen, and I'm still waiting for it. But nonetheless, big trend is you know a big win for a lot of people, but it does come with very big losses. And generally for those that get in its way. And one of the casualties in the path of the Ontario line is a Greektown institution. Like really, like if you know the Danforth, then you know this place. I'll bet you you've eaten their pastries. But they are closing their doors August 28th. We're talking uh, Acropolis Pastries. This family business. You know, they came to this country, they build a little shop, and all things Greek invite all the communities. Nonetheless, they have uh, been told they've got to shut their doors because the subway's coming and it's going to take a lot of uh, businesses and rentals with it. I mean, when, when we, we do need transit, right? That, that's no question. But we need communities. And without people and shops and cafes where people join and talk, those aren't communities. Let's talk to the man this affects, Bill Gekas, president of Acropolis Patries on Danforth. Good of you to join us, Bill. I'm sorry it's for these reasons. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, I'm sad because uh, I know your I know your pastry shop well. I mean, if you live in Toronto, you know your business. It's been around forever, and so to see institutions like this disappear, which we kind of keep seeing happen, it really kind of breaks breaks our our heart. Uh, so, how does it feel? I mean, this is a family owned business. Your parents uh, started it. Yeah, my parents started it in '79. Uh, they actually bought the building in the early '90s. So after almost 20 Jeez. years of being in business there, just to you know, secure their foundation so they're not impacted by rents and so on. They had rent control units upstairs. Uh, it's four decades. Uh, we managed to expand the business a little bit outside of the Danforth area over the mm -hmm. years. And it's just sad that, you know, something that, you know, been there for so long is just being torn up, right? And yeah. we know I transit's mean, they... important. We want it, right? Like, I mean, everybody wants transit. But uh, yeah. dealing with dealing with Metrolinx is difficult. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. Well, doing anything with Metrolinx right. is, uh, Bill, very impossible. But you know, your parents do everything right, and then you kids come along. You guys do everything right. You've expanded the business so that people can order from other. I guess you've got another uh, business on the side where people can order your your things. But people go to your shop like they would the other businesses that are also uh, being expropriated by by uh, yeah, province. Oh yeah, just, they go to gather, and that stops. They go to gather. It's a you know sense of community. Some of them have been coming there. I mean, I mentioned to the Toronto Star like they're in their eighties now. My dad passed away yeah. in twenty nineteen. And his group has gotten smaller, but they're still there. Their grandkids are there. So it's, a, it's become an institution. And, you know, it's been a fixture there for many years. It was one of the original businesses that started up in Greektown. And it's just sad to see their legacy just disappear, right? And, and nothing for it. <laughs> That's the other yeah. thing, right? <laughs> it's like, all right, bye-bye. And it's actually yeah, shut well, down now. We were going to shut down on the 28th, but apparently we have to be cleared out on the 28th. So as of... Right after Taste of the Danforth, we wound it down. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. And so that it has a big impact because you, you rent, and very affordable, by the way, uh, you rent uh, the, the, the places upstairs from the shop, but there's also a number of other businesses. So it's like we're losing an entire block of those very unique mom-and-pop shops, which are the shops that I absolutely love and will always visit first uh, before going big box, always.
no, it's it's horrible. I mean, for the tenants, I mean, you know, they're being displaced. And as from what I've heard from our tenants, I mean, two already got kicked out before Metrolinx even registered the property, or we they left after they were notified, I should say. And the other two are just hanging in there until they get told to leave, and they're paying decent rents, six seven hundred square foot apartments. And they're going to get displaced. And that's pretty much the whole block. I think it's like 12 businesses and close to, you know, three, four dozen tenants that are in rent controlled Um, buildings. You know, these, um, you know, the the big issue also is is what you'll make. I mean, you don't have a choice when expropriation happens. You can't fight it. The province has the right to do what it does. I mean, that's that's the unfairness of of it all. Having said that, um, you know, you've got to be made whole. And I guess that's the next battle is, you, you know, you've got to deal with well, Metrolinks and everyone's got to be made whole. And, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, we knew we were notified of the expropriation in the winter of 2022. I can't remember the exact date. We got a letter that the project has expanded beyond the initial scope. So we were kind of like coming to terms with it. We're like, OK, we'll get something for the property. We'll get something for the business. We'll reopen. They said we'll cover some reasonable costs for relocation. I guess for them, reasonable mm. costs would probably be just moving, you know, not rebuilding. <laughs> and the they fact have wasted billions a bill. I think maybe they're cutting back. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, where do you go? I mean, we're not paying rent now. So that, the store is actually being licensed out to an operator now. After Dad passed away, we said we'll focus on the expansion and we'll let a friend of ours run it with his family. So now they're being, you know, displaced after three years so they had to deal with covid and now the expropriation and they haven't been so, offered anything jeez you know like the, the reality is uh, what it is it's you, you've got to go is there any changing course on this thing or is this just it's done uh the negotiations from have stalled for some time now uh we've actually hired a legal firm and the operator of the store right now the licensee has hired a legal firm as well to represent them because they've, you know, they asked us to obtain quotations for rebuild and relocation and so on. And then it was just dead silence. And, you know, Next. there's something, there's something like I can't mention right now because they're going to come yeah, out yeah. in discovery. But, uh, you know, we were, we were surprised at what, how they treated the store itself and our operators, considering it's been there for four decades and we built it working 15 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, no pastries and, for them. No yeah. pastries for them. Don't send them. What's the and reaction the been like from the community? Yeah. The community is sad. I mean, I posted a goodbye note. I didn't think it was going to get that much traction, and it did. <laughs> and it was just a simple goodbye, like, thank you guys for your support and helping shape our business to what it is today, like the expansion and so on. But the store is still our flagship. It's still like something that my parents built over four decades you know, and brought to, you know, the Canadian market or the Greek town market there products that didn't exist at that point and that yeah, are still favored today, right? So it was no, that, yeah. and we're still going to fight. I mean, we're going to fight to get our, you know, hopefully keep the store going. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, you know? well I'm told Greek people are very feisty, so if anyone can fight it, we'll, <laughs> we'll continue to follow it because we've seen this time and time again, and, and you know, cities are, are losing their... Um, the character of, of, of communities, and we need that. So uh, we'll follow along. I, like, yeah. I think it's yeah. disappearing slowly yeah. with all these big expansions. I mean, it's great to have, you know, these transit-oriented developments going up, and I, I don't object to them at all. I think we need it. 
But I think when you start taking away these little mom-and-pop shops that help shape that community, it's just it changes the area dramatically. It just makes it more commercial and big box. Like you see Tim Hortons, McDonald's, Burger King. It's not why people go to Greektown. And the politicians aren't the guys that built the Greektown. It was people like my parents that, you know, built Greektown and the customers and the locals and everybody that supports us over the years. Well, you certainly are getting attention. I don't know where this goes. I hope it maybe takes a turn, but we'll uh, continue to follow we'll see, it. Alex, Keep in touch knows? with us, Bill, and I appreciate it. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. In 2023, <laughs> knows, we do knows? not know. But I'll, I'll wish you well, and I'm glad we can tell your story. Thank but, you. um, Bill, thank you very much for ch- talking to us. Thank you for us. having us. Thank you. And have yourself thank a great you, afternoon. Take care. And you as well. That's Bill Gekas of uh, Acropolis. So I don't know if there's any last-minute reprieve, but it's uh, certainly sad to see these things go. It happens all the time. Too much.